the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. You're listening to Isaiah 61, uh, our radio program. Uh, as, as always, it's always good to be here with you. Uh, uh, last week, I was I went on a, a trip called a Sankofa trip where uh, 33 of us went down, flew into Atlanta. And from Atlanta, uh, we went on a civil rights tour together. And uh, it worked out well. Every It, it was a, a African-American pastor and a white pastor partnered together and we went through the different things together. We went to uh went through King's Memorial and Museum, then we went to Tuskegee and then we went to Birmingham, Montgomery, and then we went to Birmingham, then we went to Jackson, Mississippi, and we went to Memphis, back to Montgomery, back to Atlanta and home, four days uh of hanging out with each other and and uh, experiencing things and, and looking at what what uh the whole journey through the civil rights movement and looking at how what we can learn from that as we try to work together as a kingdom, as a body of Christ, and uh, as we so we can reconcile some differences, you know. And so one of the things that that uh, struck out to me, and that I want to talk about today, and I, I have uh, my illustrious co-host in the, in the room with me today, uh, you know, Pastor Thomas Dixon, you know, and uh, he's going. He's gonna lay some words and nods. We're just gonna dialogue and, and just gonna dialogue about about the journey, you know, about the journey, you know, and, and we're all on a journey. And the thing about it is it's part of our journey is to take somebody with us. You know, uh they call Harriet Tubman the black Moses because she led her people to freedom. And uh the 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 question that was posed to me as I was going through the South and looking at these things is is who am I leading to freedom, and 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 how am I going to lead someone to freedom? You know, along my journey, we I complain a lot of times to the Lord. You know, I'm a Westerner. I don't think I should suffer. Uh, I think my I should get a bigger house. I should get a bigger car. I should get a bigger bank account. I should get a bigger salary. Everything is on the bigger, but on the journey God has me on. You know what I mean? What does God have for me on my journey? If that's part of my journey, so be it. I mean, those things didn't turn Daniel's head. Those things didn't turn Joseph's head. And they had all kind of opportunity to have the biggest of everything. But they still led their life and spent their time and were known as men of God. And and and, and what am I doing on my journey? When I see young people out here not knowing what to do with their lives and 
and uh, creating other lives and, and really seeing sin prospering. And I'm wondering how can I impact them? How can I bring them into knowledge of, of, of the Savior? When, you, when I see church people living a religious lifestyle, going in and out, but not truly giving God their all at 100 percent, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, where am I at, you know, on the journey and, and, and how do I impact that? Because God did not leave me here for me just to enjoy the earth. That's just a friend's benefit. He left me here to complete a task or purpose, and he's preparing me for that task. And whether I want to admit it or not, you know, <laughs> whether I want to accept it or not, it, it, it's the journey. And as we in Minnesota move into that time of year, these last few days have let us see some nice weather. Everybody's outside kicking it. You know who your neighbors are, what they look like. You know, people, you know, and, and, and when we get into that time, will we use that time this spring and summer to uh, get to know someone, to 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 take them on a journey to of, to freedom uh, of, of of a relationship in Christ, or will we just take that time and and look out for ourselves and 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 spoil ourselves and still be the same way when we go into the next winter, you know, looking like we did before? That's a question we have to ask ourselves. That's the question I have to ask. So, a question I want to pose to you, Thomas, when you look at life now from where you are and uh and, and you're sitting there looking at somebody else it, looking back you know on 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 the journey it, is it clear to you as you look back what God is preparing you for even though when you was going through it you couldn't see it oh. <clears throat> yes that's a lot clearer now based on I know now God has called me to mentor young men you know disciple young men at first I couldn't see it because I'm wondering why okay God why are you choosing me I didn't have a father you know why would you te- why would you want me to be a father to to the fatherless basically because he knew that I would have that compassion for his sons you know he knew that I would want to see them make it he knew that at the end of the night like you said he knew that that part of my journey would bring me to a point in my life to be like man I don't want to see you go through what I went through you know I don't want to see you have to even though you're going to go through certain certain things, I want to be able to prepare you to have the tools to deal with some of the issues that we deal with every day. You know, I didn't have those tools. I had a lot of times I had to figure this stuff out by myself. And so for God to take a unorthodox route <laughs> and say, I'm going to make you, I'm not only going to have, let you have kids, but I'm going to make you father other people's kids. You know, even the work that I do. But think about it. Yeah. From the time you was what? A young, young shorty? Yeah. People followed you. Yeah. People yeah. listen to you, yeah. you know what I mean. You know, and and they went they went that route. You know, what I mean, I look at that in my own life that how God was was Satan meant it for evil, mm-hmm. as Joseph said, but God meant it for good. He was he was taking us, he was preparing us for that purpose of getting in there and to go along that journey. But then sometime along the way, when I I remember finding Christ, thinking like, wow, I made it, Lord. Now all I need now is the 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 job, the car, and the wife, right. You know, I, I I didn't crossed over the burning sands. You know what I mean? I understand salvation, and that's what I wanted, not realizing that salvation was the beginning of the whole journey. That was the beginning. Of, now the journey starts. You know what I mean? Now you can now you can really do what I want you to do. You know what I mean? But I was ready to settle down and pack it in and and uh, get my little seat on the pew and and and, and just call the rap. And he was like, No, 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 no. It's just not starting. Now he said, What you did before? Now we're gonna do it. As Jesus told him, he said, now I'm going to make you 
fishers of men. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I know you can fish real good. I know you can tie real good. And I, I know you know a little bit of the law, but let me teach you how to be fishers of men. And, and, and that's the piece where I think in, in, in where we get caught up in, in currently in church where we don't want to be fishers of men. We don't want to mentor. We don't want to disciple. We want to go to church and we tell somebody they need to go to church and we'll tell somebody. We might even pray, pray the sinner's prayer with them. But are we willing to open up our home? Are we willing to spend time every week? Are we willing to be walking with somebody through those trials, man, and, and, and eat things up? And, and and that's what's missing, that discipleship, that, that mentorship. We see it in the Gospels with Jesus always with them. We see it in the book of Acts where they met together daily. But, you know, now, it you know, it daily ain't daily ain't happening. You know what I mean? You know, daily, weekly ain't even happening. You know what I mean? It, it just gets you there going in and out. And and I think that when we get to that point, we look because people out there starving for it. I mean, when you say there, there are people out there who want to be taught, no doubt, oh, don't want to go to church though. That's <laughs> why he said, "Go and make disciples," and he called the church to that. You know, a lot of times we want them to come that they can, that we can make disciples. He called us to go and make disciples. He said, "Go make disciples of all nations." So that was a that was a move that God had called us to do. That was a these, and then we see Jesus. He puts it out there uh, from a, not a religious standpoint, not a religious standpoint, but he puts it out there. He moves outside of the temple. He moves outside of the synagogue, and he begins to go build relationships and make disciples where the people were. You know, and a lot of times we've been taught to make them, like you said, we'll get them to the altar, but will they become sons and daughters? We'll get them to the altar, or we'll get them to go to church, but will we have a relationship with them? And I believe that's where the church is losing it. You know, that relationship that Christ came to give us and he came for us to give to other people. That's the image that God wants displayed out here that somebody can say, man, you know what? Today I'm hurting and they can be transparent with you and tell you, you know what, man, I just blew it or I, or I just backslid. But they trust you as a friend. They trust you as a father to come to you and say, man, you know what? How do I how do I stop doing this? How can I make this better? Because that relationship is there. I believe a lot of people are bound because and they don't make those moves. Because they're scared to make those moves based on there's no relationship no more with the church. And you don't know how to relate. You don't know yeah, how I'm, to relate. No one related to you. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, you know, I, I say it a lot of times when, when I come to people, people are like, why are you in my business? I'm like, I'm not in your business. I say, you're my brother, sister in Christ. And scriptures tell me that if I see you being drawn unto death, I need to step in and I need to say something. I said, I'm not, I can't tell you what to do. I say, you know, you, you're a grown individual human being. I say, but I can step in and at least say, hey, you know, you need to be careful about this. You need to, be, you need to look at something here, you know, because that's, that's, that's the, my least obligation. And I'm not just going to tell you what's wrong. I'm going to offer to walk with you. You know what I mean? I'm going to offer to walk with you. You know what I mean? Because that, that's what the scripture says. You know, and, and, and no matter what my culture may be, no matter what I may think, Culture doesn't override scripture, like I said. It doesn't override scripture. I got. I have to go with scripture. I don't care what my whether I come from a huggy huggy culture and or non hugging culture or whatever like that. I I I gotta go with scripture. I can't go outside of that context. I gotta. I gotta, but I have to know scripture, and I have to be taught by scripture, and I have to put myself under somebody's authority. Everybody needs to be up under somebody's authority, you know. And and we buck authority. Oh my goodness, do we buck authority? You know what I mean? But yet you see people out there who are willing to be taught, 
willing to be you're willing to be taught, willing to be nurtured, willing to be cared for, and uh, and that and and yet we don't take the time out to enforce that, or reinforce that, or come back and and help them to see that that God is in control, that uh, that that His power is there for them, and though they fall short of His glory at times, I'm there with you, you know, to help you pick it up and and to get it going. If I need to kick you, I'm gonna kick you. <laughs> no doubt. If I need to hug you, I'm gonna hug you. If I need to do that. So when we look at what's coming up, man, you know, I mean, you know, that that heartbeat, you know, as we move into this latter part, you know, uh, what when you think about what's going to happen this summer and and, and especially for, in an urban context, what, what, what kind of summer are you seeing based upon, you know, knowing what's out there, the flow of everything? What do you think is happening? Man, I, I can see it being a rough summer. And the only reason I'm saying that is based on, as the church, we got to become proactive. You know, and there's a lot of stuff that happens before the summer even hits that we can be interacting with, and a lot of times we don't do no engagement. And I'm noticing that based on my own walk. There's stuff that I could have did all winter. I could have planned better. I could have been committed. But I let other things take my focus. I could have been committed to, okay, I know what's going to happen, because it happens every season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I could have been more committed, more doing more evangelistic work, knocking on some doors, going to meet at some of these community centers. And a lot of times, because of the weather, and God didn't bless me with a car, I believe everything that he gives us is for kingdom purpose. He's blessed me with a car, but I still didn't make those moves because here come my flesh telling me, you know what? Let's lay down. I got to lay down. You know, <laughs> you just got off work or it's a little cold out there. Or you can do that tomorrow. And you know that ain't God's voice. But at the end of the night, we tend to cater to the flesh more than we do to the spirit. And just understanding, man, at the end of the night, when I'm learning, God is showing me that there's lives at stake out here. And the importance of what we do is so important that when we don't do it, we don't know if these people are going to hell. Excuse my French. Because a lot of these people's destiny is tied to our obedience. You know, and a lot of times we we rather go for the sacrifice instead of being obedient to God. And I, you know, and I'm holding myself accountable to that because there's times that I knew I heard the Lord's voice, and I went a different direction. You know, so I'm, you know, I had to repent on my on my on 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 how I treated things or some of the things that I've been doing. Yeah, that's a deep point you said. That our that 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 they are tied. Their life is tied to our obedience. You know, and I don't. I don't think we look at it that way a lot of times. You know, as leaders, you know, as as leaders, you know, sometimes we think. Uh, I liked how my buddy, uh, his church always had the model that that the pastor didn't was not just the pastor of the church, but he was the pastor of a geographical area. That was the, that geographical area was his was what he was passing. So he wasn't just pastoring you know, the people that came into that building. He was also responsible for the people who didn't come into the building. And I, and that's how I know that's how I've always operated. And when I look out there, I realize if I am not obedient, then who's going to pastor these people? You know, who, who's going to be there to lead and guide these people and, and take them there? You know, that, that that mom can come talk to somebody when her kid gets in trouble or when somebody in that family dies and need counseling or somebody's sick or something like that, can you also be there, be that light, be the light of Jesus for them coming into that point? You know, um, you know, you listen to Isaiah 61 radio program of Spirit of the Lord Church, uh, you know, on 980 The Mission, 
and we're going to roll into a break uh, right now. When we come back from the break, uh, we're going to continue to talk about the journey, with the journey we're on, and how that journey shapes our lives. And as Thomas said, how as we're obedient to our journey, we impact the lives of others. And we're going to just talk about some ways that you can get out there and be an impact this summer so we can uh, take the gospel to every nation, and not just the ones outside the U.S. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. SoundCloud, brother. Yeah, drop the top down and get the bouncing down the freeway, right? <laughs> We're back in the hood, live. Hey, this is Pastor Joe Sutton. I'm with my guest, Thomas Dixon. Uh, Thomas is a, a, a longtime friend and, and just an advocate, man, out here of working with young people, you know, and, and like all of us, you know, we, we have our past, you know what I mean? We have our past and, and, and what we've done, but, you know, we serve a God that takes our past and takes those seeds of unrighteousness and turns them and flips them. <laughs> He's the best flipper out there. He flips them into righteousness. And, uh, you know, we, we look at what our journey entails and, and what you're in your journey on. I know a lot of times I talk to people, they go like, I don't know what I'm called to do. I don't know my purpose. I don't know this and I know that. But even if you don't know your purpose, know this. God has given us this thing called the Great Commission to go. As you you said it several times, to go you there for and to reach all nations, you know. And and going's gonna take many different forms. But you know, the best way to me when I look at going is to start in your own family first. You start in your own family first. You know, don't be worried about uh, the people up the street or the people in the in the church or the cult or the whatever, you know, just just look at right around you, your friends, your family, people you already have a relationship with. Because the thing about that I see, and I know Thomas can back this up, and a lot of, when, when, when I say young people, you know, I'm 58, you know what I mean? So, you know, if you 65 on down, I'm going to say young person because I'm going to always, the, the young moves with my age, you know what I mean? <laughs> Because I'm still young. No, but uh, my body don't say that some days. But but no, but most people don't know how to have a relationship. They don't know what it means to go all in. Because they've been hurt so much that they don't go all in. And, and here's Christ demanding all. You know what I mean? And they don't know how to give all. So those of us who've learned how to give all need to be in relationship with folks so folks can see what all in looks like. 
You know what I mean? But if we stay in the house watching Netflix, people are not going to see what All In looks like. You don't have to be, you know, you can just walk up to somebody's church, put your arm around, invite them to your house for soup and sandwich. You know what I mean? And let them observe how you run your house and observe everything there. You know what I mean? That could be a simple way to go. You know what I mean? Or you can just sit around there and, and, and go to your little niece and nephew's baseball game and, and, and everything like that. One of the most powerful times for me in the summer is coaching track. Most people don't even know I'm a pastor. I'm out there with families and things and, and going back and forth and met another pastor. Didn't even know he was a pastor. We, we was talking one day. He said, man, you know I'm a pastor too. He said, you want We both pastors out there undercover trying to reach people with the gospel. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we both knew we were believers, but we did not know that each other were just, you know, were, were ministers. And so they're getting out there. And so so when you look at your journey, my question I'm going to pose back to you, and, and then going back and forth and, and, and engaging with people and being in relationship with people, what are some of the tips you can just give somebody that they can do to, to embark upon a relationship to show someone how to relate and how to be there with God? Just being yourself. I'm not talking about the old man. I'm talking about being the new man that God called you to be. Not the religious man, but the relational one. The one that understands the condition of people, that, that, that understands what Christ did for them. And so they can look at the people, the person, and understand the process because they've been through a process. So no conversations off limit. Why? Because you understand that who you're dealing with right now, they don't know God. They don't know the, the Jesus that we serve. So you get there, you sit there, you laugh with them. But at the end of the night, you got a motive. You got a motive. Your motive is to understand that I want to see him in the kingdom. I know that's how Jesus felt when he went to Matthew's house party. They asked him the question, why do your master eat with tax collectors and sinners? You know what I'm saying? He had a motive. His motive was to go get this great leader, this man of God that he's seen, that God told him about. He turned the party out. And turned the party out. Had them all sitting there listening to him. That's it. Folks, quit quit rubbing on each other, quit drinking, quit eating, just to sit there and listen listen to the words that he he gave. You know, and and, and as a stopgap to that, the one thing I liked about Jesus, when he wasn't in control, he left. When he wasn't in control, if you can, you can show up at the family barbecue. You know, I get invited to biker parties. Now, you know how a biker party is. They tell me the party started at 8, I come at 7.30. Nobody comes to a party on time, right? So I'm the first one there. I help set up. I left, and then I'm gone by 9. And everybody starts showing up. When I see the party about to get wild, I'm gone. And then they look around and say, oh, Pastor Joe was here. Pastor Joe was here? Yeah, he was here about an hour and a half, two hours. You just missed him. They, oh, Pastor, oh, they, thanks for coming out. I, you know, but it's one of the things I made my point. I hit who I'm going to hit. I get out of there for a get wild. Because if I can't be in control, I leave. You know, when when when, they, when Jesus fed that 5,000 and they all rushed at him to make him king, he walked across the water on them. There ain't no way he was. He, he, but if he wasn't in control, he would leave. And, and that's my advice to people is that because the simplest thing, I had a group of guys, man, I, I rotate through, do lunch with. You know, they've never been to my church. A couple of them ain't never been to church. You know what I mean? But we'll sit there and talk. We'll talk about spiritual things. We'll talk about family. We'll talk about kids, you know, everything like that. And uh, and, and and they counted a joy to say that they have a Christian friend. This one guy told me, he said, you one of the few people I've known that honestly live, you know, live out you know what the Bible says, you know what I mean? And in my mind, I'm like, so when you gonna walk, <laughs> walk this walk? Man, we've been talking together five years. <laughs> like, but it's five years, you know what I mean? We've been meeting, you know, every quarter, you know what I mean, or sometime every month. And uh, but you know, I know it's working. 
Like you just said, all we do is water. God gives the increase. So so as we close out this last minute, man, uh, I just want to let people know that uh, in North Minneapolis, you know, we, we're, we're raising up leaders. You know, we got some young people that's coming out here that's going to rock some folks in the years to come. And, uh, and I just invite you to go to our website, our, our leadership website, which is 3deepleadership.com. Uh, as we gear up for the summer, as they they gear up now, they've been meeting every other week to get ready to, to invite the young people in, and they're going to run that summer program. Last year, they ran the program. I had to have that triple bypass, and I was in the hospital, and they ran everything. I wish they would have raised the money for it, but they ran, at least they ran the program. And, uh, and, and if you know anybody out there that can benefit from what we do, uh, send them our way. And if you want to support uh, a ministry that's reaching urban young people with a high level of integrity and good results, check us out. We ain't turning down nothing. Until next week, God bless. See you later. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.